The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And if you don't want to miss any portion of tonight's interview and all of our material, just go to our website and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately. And if you want to declassify the secrets to your health and longevity and unlock your full potential, do the same. Go to sanitasradio.com and listen. You'll be able to sample the first part as well and decide for yourself. I know you'll enjoy it. Especially at the beginning of this year. It's a great time to make a change. And to get in touch with me, to offer suggestions, you have a comment, I always love to hear from you. Or if you want to be a guest on this radio program. Do it as well. Click on the contact button by going to veritasradio.com. And after six years, he is back. Tonight's special guest is Dr. David Jacobs. Professor Jacobs has uncovered disconcerting reports about aliens' plans for the future of Earth. He reported that a quote-unquote change is coming, a future when very human-like hybrids would intermingle with humans in everyday life. Soon we will all be together, the aliens said. Soon everyone will be happy and everyone will know his place. His new book is titled Walking Among Us, The Alien Plan to Control Humanity, which examines a disturbing phenomenon that Jacobs began noticing in 2003. The Alien Integration Action Plan has kicked into high gear. The incidents of alien abductions have accelerated as have occurrences of alien involvement in everyday human life. A silent and insidious invasion has begun. Alien hybrids have moved into your neighborhood and into your workplace. They have been trained by human abductees to quote-unquote pass, to blend into society, to appear as normal as your next-door neighbor. Tonight, we'll discuss the process of alien integration into society and the strategy and support structure that has been developed to make this happen seamlessly. Dr. Jacobs is a careful researcher who has investigated more than 1,150 abduction events experienced by more than 150 abductees. Dr. Jacobs is Associate Professor of History at Temple University, specializing in 20th century American history and culture. He began researching the controversy over unidentified flying objects in America in the mid-1960s and has amassed over 35 years of primary research data. 
and analytical hypotheses on the subject. And we have a more comprehensive bio right on our website. His website is ufoabduction.com. And directly from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I'm glad to welcome Dr. David Jacobs. Hello, David, and welcome back to Veritas. Hi, thank you very much. Uh, let me just correct you on one thing. I'm a retired professor. I retired in 2011. I almost said that, but I wasn't too sure. I'm glad you corrected me there. And David, it's been many, many years since you've been here with me, and, and you have investigated over 1,150 abduction events over the years. And the, the book, I believe, includes a fraction of those, 14 cases. Do you know enough now to theorize about who these beings are and what they are doing? I think I do. Now, you know, everything is up for grabs. I'm doing the best I can. So I, the best thing I can do is say, I, I think I do. I've been looking at the subject uh, with my own hypnosis uh, since 1986. And of course, I got interested in UFOs in the, uh, in the late 19, uh, in the mid 1960s. So I've been sort of I've spent virtually my entire adult life uh, studying the subject, and I think I get it now. I, I, I think I man managed to sort of um, figure out at least a, a plan or a pathway for what they're doing, knowing full well that I might be completely wrong. And at the end of the interview, I'd like to explore the why. Why are they doing this? I know you're still searching for that answer, but let's wait until the end of the interview to discuss that. Now, this is probably the question most people ask you. Do you think aliens are walking among us? Well, you know, that used to be my favorite question ever asked uh, when I did interviews. Uh, I love the question because I got to say, Absolutely not. There's no evidence whatsoever that aliens are walking among us. And I felt sane then. I felt like I was a normal person, that I had a normal thought pattern. Um, but uh, once I began to get reports of people interacting with uh, aliens on a daily life basis, as opposed to on board or being taken on board a UFO or something, uh, I, and I got, began to get one report after another in fairly rapid succession, uh, I realized that uh, I could no longer say that they weren't walking among us. And, uh, and so I, I, I now say that they, well, they, they can, it's possible, it, it certainly is uh, uh, within their limits, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> and now it's it's my least favorite question because I, I I know how crazy it sounds. Even though I've been been with this for for almost half a century, I still know how how crazy it sounds uh, for people just listening in for the first time. And here's a guy who says that our aliens are are living here and walking among us and all that. It's it's nutty. I should have asked you this back when you were not retired at Temple. Did you ever face any criticism from your colleagues in academia by choosing to study this extracurricularly? I was a, years ago when when the threat came out. I was a subject uh, of something that, that was called a list serve. Everybody's a member of this sort of group, and they all sure. could communicate with each other for six weeks. 
faculty members who couldn't understand uh, why I was doing this. They found no evidence for it whatsoever. Uh, there was no evidence in the book The Threat, which is actually a pretty darn good book, I must say. And um, and why would I? Nobody, absolutely nobody within the scientific community at Temple University, nobody confronted me in my office, knocked on the door, sat down and said, Jacobs, what the hell are you doing? What is this all about? <laughs> right. not, not a single scientist ever did that. Well, I can think of Dr. John Mack. I had to think of uh, Bud Hopkins. These are respected people as well. And uh, we have Dr. Leo Sprinkle. So there's you all provide the high caliber that we need in this field in order to bring the respect that is deserved. Uh, I, I would disappear. I disagree with the word high caliber. <laughs> John Mack was high caliber. He was at Harvard for 40 years. He was a, uh, a one of the founders of the uh, uh, um, psychology in the nuclear age program. Right. He he was a, pub, a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, author. He was a major character. Uh, Bud was uh, a major character within the art world, but but uh, 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 his first book. A missing time sort of made him a major figure in UFOs, and when you say that, then you're talking a very about a much smaller group of people, and then then came me, and and there's other ones too, but the 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 interest in the subject is still high among average people, it seems to me, but for the academic and scientific community, it's probably at its lowest it's ever been since the beginning of the phenomenon in 1947, at least the beginning of our knowledge of the phenomenon in 1947. Why do you think that is? I think that is true uh, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, it's always been on the fringe. It's always been sort of crazy. You can't get here from there. Why would they do this as opposed to that? You know, that, those kinds of questions, which are, are sort of stupid questions, but scientists tend to ask those. And, um, and also the fact that uh, in, the in the early 1990s, uh, well, 1990s, uh, the cable, uh, cable television became of age. And suddenly, more and more channels were put on, hundreds of channels now. And they had to fill up that time with programming. And the abduction phenomenon, the UFO phenomenon, I should say, not so much abductions, but the UFO phenomenon uh, uh, came under that rubric. And, and they uh, began to have all sorts of shows about uh, UFOs, UFO hunters and UFO divers and UFO swimmers and whatever. And... It became then, I think, just another popular culture item along with all the shows uh, that featured supernatural things and, uh, uh, you know, dead people coming back and angels and all that. And, and, and I think that, the, the, that there was a general backing away from the phenomenon from the scientific community at that point. Uh, and a lot of them who got interested in the subject years ago – uh, ultimately, just got old and retired, and then and, and you know did what I want to do. They just started watching television and doing nothing else. So th there's a number of reasons for it, but the main thing is is that it became just another item in the general gloss of, of popular culture of which there it's just buried in. The thing is is that it is not 
superstitious. It's not spiritual. It's not. It's not anything that's related, in a sense, to human existence, other than kidnapping them. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's not. Yeah, I'm, people say, well, it's paranormal, and I suppose it's paranormal, but it doesn't really fit into any category that we know of. It's unique uh, among all the odd things that have ever happened to anybody. It's it's there's. Let me just ramble on here for one second and, and get into this phenomenon. There are three pillars to the abduction phenomenon. It is global. The United States does not have a corner on the abduction market. People write to me from all over the world. Now, I can't say every country, obviously, because I don't know what's happening, for example, in uh, North Korea. But uh, but I get I get emails from all continents uh, of the country of, of the world, rather. And uh, it's global and always has been global, just exactly like the UFO phenomenon, because the UFO phenomenon and the abduction phenomenon are, in my opinion, one and the same. And there's one great flaw with that argument, which I can talk about later. Number two, it's intergenerational. If a person is an abductee, their mother or their father was an abductee, and they were abductees because uh, their mother or their father or both or whatever were abductees. So if a person ha gets married to a non-abductee, of which the chances are like 95%, uh, and they have two kids, both those kids will be abductees. And when those kids grow up and get married to non-abductees and have two kids each, those uh, four kids will be uh, abductees. So one person, therefore, can create a lot of abductees uh, down through the generations. What that does is it keeps up with the population. That is to say, when I was born, there was like 2.2 billion people on Earth. Now there's 7.3 billion people on Earth. And the number of abductees is probably in percentage close to the same it was before or else it's expanded. Whatever it's done, it has kept up with the population growth. And you have to have that if you have a global phenomenon. The third pillar is it is clandestine. It is secret. It is secret from the abductee and it's secret from people around them. So... It's not a perfect secrecy, obviously, because we know about it, uh, but it's good enough. And uh, those three things working together sort of shape what, what people say, what people remember, what people see, and all that. And uh, it's, it's something that we all have to keep in mind when we talk about this. When I think of, you know, if you go to the bookstore or TV, as you said, a lot of these programs are shown in, in what's considered paranormal or science fiction. But the definition of paranormal is what is beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. But if abduction and the hybridization program are real, why is it still falling within the paranormal realm? Because people just don't know enough about it. They, they, they just assume that it's paranormal. I don't think it's paranormal. I think it's, odd as this may sound, I think it's normal. I think that we are part of a normal process that has happened probably many times before. Now, 
people ask, well, huh? they, a scientist in particular say, well, yeah, you know, traveling at the speed of light means that our closest uh, star, you know, uh, uh, in, in our own galaxy will take uh, 10 zillion years to get here. They can't get here from there. And, uh, and yes, there might be liquid water on Mars, so maybe they come from Mars. But uh, when people think of life on Mars, they usually think small, uh, you know, tiny little bacteria or creepy crawlies that are half an inch long or something like that. They don't think in, in intelligent civilizations. However, most of, uh, uh, most of the information that we've found that astronomers and astrophysicists have uncovered in the past 20 years all point to the fact that uh, life is probably ubiquitous uh, uh, throughout the universe, and, and that means our galaxy as well. Now, if there is life out there, it has to, and it, and it has any technology at all, it has to be extremely, extremely advanced compared to our technology. And the reason is, our technology is brand spanking new. It just happened. It just evolved. And if you want to put a, a year on it, you can say, uh, 500 years, just 500 years. And if you want to go back, you can say 5,000 years. Well, at 5,000 years, it's just started. It's We're in the first phase of it. It's just uh, 5,000 years in geological or universal time is nothing. It, it doesn't compute. It's, it's, it's nothing. So if they have any technology at all, it's going to be very, very advanced. And that is what people have been describing since the beginning. What threw us, what absolutely astounded us when we began to look into this subject was their ability to be, um, how can I say this, medically advanced. They knew everything there was to know about uh, human uh, neurological systems, uh, uh, and and everything else that happens inside of a human it is just kind of amazing, uh, and that we did not understand at all. That 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 was totally unexpected. Uh, but that is also what we're seeing now. There's a flaw in this argument I just gave you, and the flaw is there might be so many civilizations out there with technology that a few of them might indeed be pretty much at our level, just starting out. That's the flaw. <laughs> but for the most part, if they have serious technology, they're going to be very advanced uh, and therefore difficult to uh, uh, understand, difficult to, uh, to grab one, difficult to uh, entice a UFO to land and then throw a net over it. You know, whatever we want to do, we can't do. And scientists don't understand that. I, 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 I hate to say that. It, it sounds, I'm not a scientist. I'm just some guy off the street. And, uh, uh, but, but scientists do not get this. They, they, they can't expand their views to understanding that people around the world are saying the same exact things about what is happening to them. They're describing the same insides of UFOs in the same way with 
everything to lose and nothing to gain by saying that. And it's the most astounding thing that has ever happened in, in human history. They they can't they, they don't get it. They they, they can't understand that. And I don't get Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.